Liars for Hire. Liars for Hire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Liars for Hire. I don't remember what episode this is. I think it's five. I think it's five. Liars for Hire ep- five. Okay, hey, everybody. Well, no, this is going to be 4.75 because on five, we're supposed to ask questions again. We established that in episode like two. So this is going to be uh, Liars for Hire episode 4.75. Uh, and uh, today I'm here with my host, Jackson, and uh, we're, we're, we're going to do what we do every week, which is just be good to each other and love each other. We're going to talk about movies. Um, and, uh, your, uh, favorite Martian. Your favorite Martian is our favorite band, uh, hence the name. Uh, also, I completely forgot that I, when I was half asleep, I took, I took a nap, um, not long before the podcast began. And, uh, I, and like half asleep, I was like, I want something sweet right now. And I ordered it from a Lawson approximately a mile away. And it was just a single $2 like piece of bread. Um, and it's the somebody is finally uh, able to deliver it now. So um, if in the next five or ten minutes I have to get up and uh, answer the door, it's because I'm getting a small piece of bread with some cream on it. That and was two dollars. De- you delayed this recording to get food. So now in the middle of this recording, you're going to get food is what you're saying. I got the I just got the notification. I completely forgot about it. I just got the notification on my uh, phone. The food that I got was not that good. It was satisfying, but it was not that good. Um, um you ever had you ever had Yang Yum chicken before? Nope. It's like it's like sweet and sour chicken, except for instead of sour, it's spicy, and instead of sweet, it's spicy. Um, and, <laughs> so it's uh, a spicy chicken. Yeah, so it's like spicy, spicy chicken, except for I got the like the mildest version, so it wasn't that spicy. It was just like it was like enough spice, so it's like I can feel it. I can feel it in my mouth. That's that's why you can kind of hear me making mouth sounds because it gummed up the works in there. I can I can but, hear uh, your tongue. You know when it's like spicy. And your yeah. mouth is trying to recuperate, and your tongue kind of gets thicker. It might not physically, but it like feels like it is. No, I can. Yeah, you're completely right. For me, like I said, it's, it was pretty mild. But uh, as a as a white man, it just you know it, it still had its effects on my on my my fragile porcelain tongue. Uh, but uh, you know, it, at the same time, it was pretty good. I liked the texture. I liked the fucking uh, the rice that it came with. But it just it was a little too spicy, and it, it they seasoned it with like tea seasoning. Which I didn't like. You ever had a food that's like aromatic like that? Uh, I feel like there's there's foods I've had that haven't tasted a specific way, but they smell like flowers. They're like freshly watered I don't like flowers. That. Yeah, like it's like it's like seasoned with fucking lavender or some shit. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't fucking read my horoscope, so I can't like eat food like that. And my body's just not designed to to process the moss. You know. I feel like if I were to uh still travel via uh, the stars in the sky and uh, realize where I'm going, uh, mm-hmm. then then possibly I'd be into food like that. But I, I, I should say, I'm joking, uh, if you put something like that in front of me, I will initially be turned off because of uh, the complexion of my skin, but also because... Uh, <laughs> Were it it's... necessary for me to use a sextant to navigate, <laughs> then perhaps, but, you know. Uh, it, but, you know, if I, if I see it and, you know, you offer me something, I would try and I most likely would go because uh usually i would i probably wouldn't be used to the taste but then once i actually yeah. like eat it more i'd probably be like oh yeah this is good 
I'm a picky little Caucasian eater, so I, uh, I I like burgers and fries most of the time. I mean, like I'm able to complexly, I'm I, on a very complex level, I'm able to appreciate burgers and fries. Uh, but by and large, you know, typically I can't venture too far out of my comfort circle. Otherwise, I get all cranky and whiny. This time, I will say, the reason I'm cranky and whiny isn't because of the food itself. The food itself was like, yeah, it's all right, not for me, but whatever. It's because I, without thinking, think, or rather thinking it was going to be more like sweet and sour chicken, which is something that I do like, I got extra, like, for $3. Oh, excuse me, it's coming to attack me. Um, <clears throat> I got extra for $3 more, and it didn't pay off, and I had to... Because I know that I won't enjoy eating it again, I, I'm throwing away not a, a non-small amount of food, and that bothers me. Because, uh, you know, don't like that waste stuff. I There's a place that I order from. It's a Thai place that I really, really like when we get it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah? But it's like I can't have it more than a week, and like, like a week at a time. And we ordered from it recently. I don't want to say the name of it, just because it's, mm. it's, it's not, I, not kosher to me. But uh, I got... Sure. Um, a I forgot what the plate was. It was it was some it was some cardboard, like it always comes on the cardboard. But I think it was like right. some some different type of chicken meal. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try something different because I don't want just the regular thing that I get every time. Um, mm-hmm. and I got it and I was excited because it was like, oh, this 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 looks pretty good. But then like mm-hmm. it came with a sauce that I opened it and my my brain and my nose was not able to comprehend what it was, and it I I I couldn't get through the meal. And it was just, I, it was just, uh, it was this like bitter it, sauce and like, it, again, motions to the complexion of my skin, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it, I, I don't know what, I don't know what it was. I, and I wish, I, I wish there was somebody there to tell me you're dumb for not liking this, but it's, I couldn't. Yeah, no, I, I, I hate when you like tried, you, you go for something new because you want to, you know, broaden your horizons a little bit. You want to maybe have a new favorite meal and then you get punished for it. That's the, that's the most defeating feeling in the world, truly, because like. When are you going to get the opportunity? You're going to have to wait another like five hours to try a new, new meal. You know, it just feels like a wasted five hours. Maybe that's getting a little bit too data-y on. I, I just watched D- Yes Man today. You ever seen Yes Man? No. Is that the one with uh, Jim Carrey? Yeah. It, it reminded me of how you live your life. Uh, right. Which, which is uh, he, he like went to a seminar and then he just stopped saying no to things. He just said yes to literally everything. So it's like taking flying lessons, learning Korean, you know, fucking planning, planning a bridal shower, shit like that. Because you've said to me before, uh, you stopped saying no because you like getting opportunities. Is, is that still something you live by? Me as in Jackson? Yes, you as in Jackson. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it's, it's easy to say no. It's safe to say no. Um, and a lot of the times it's smart to say no. Uh, but in situations where if, if I'm able to at the time and there's nothing coming up and there's a monetary value behind it that I can get behind, which most of the time is just zero dollars and zero cents. Uh, like why not? I mean, the only thing you have to do is waste time and like, you're going to be wasting it just sitting around doing nothing anyway. So you might as well do something fun with it. Even if Mm. you don't even go through with it, even you just sit down to learn what it's like. You know, I, there, there was a moment where I went to a college, not to go to the college, but because, uh, that's where they were running, um, introductions to the public access channels of Seattle, Washington. Uh, Uh and like one day I might follow up with it. Uh, but at the time it was just like, this is just something to do just to learn how it works. Uh, and, uh, it's intriguing. It's, it's fun to just say, this is something completely new. This is something I've never experienced. And it's therapeutic. I know for me specifically, like. 
it is it is very therapeutic to learn something completely new that you never knew about before and not just like watch a youtube video about it but like really like learn the history like uh, talk to people who have worked in in there maybe try it try it yourself uh one of the most rewarding things in the world is like recognizing a community and like being you know you think in your head like that is not that is not my community they're doing their own thing but then like learning about whatever it is their community about and like getting involved and then eventually like saying this is my community that's 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 like that's like how i felt about speedrunning uh you know for and i i know i'm i'm a very i'm a very very fresh cut when it comes to speedrunning but at the same time um, the, the speedrunning community for Resident Evil 7 it was super duper welcoming and everybody was really nice and I got a couple new mutuals from it and uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know that's it's always something I was I was viewing from the outside in and uh, so you know kind of getting getting my foot in the door and being like hey can I can I come party and they're like yeah bro come on in it was really really nice it's 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 a nice and rewarding feeling that was me with um circuit bending circuit uh, bending oh you've told me about this. Yeah, uh, the 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 hobby and action of uh, taking electronics and uh, poking around in there with literally with your hands um, and seeing if you can make the electronics do different things uh, had had no idea how to solder, had no idea how electronics worked, how voltages or wattages worked, um, what a potentiometer was, uh, mm-hmm. but I I. I really like said this is cool. This is something I should learn, uh, just because it interests me. Uh, hey Jackson, then... you're Robbie now, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Robbie. Uh, and I, I like, I like really just got into it. I bought a soldering station. I bought like a, uh-huh. a one from fucking Home Depot. Right. Uh, brought it home. Just fucked around. It, it broke some toys. Uh, made some mistakes, but like. At the end of the day, you, you did something new. You did something that you didn't do 24 hours ago, which is... Did you, did you ever break your Billy Big Mouth Bass Boy, what, whatever the fuck that thing's called? No. Uh, it's a funny story about that. Uh, I, I, I got one, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, okay, I, I want to do, like, pitch mods, uh, which is, like, you know, when you make it go... Uh, Uh, I want to do, uh, maybe like an output so that you can plug it into a speaker. Um, so I looked up like on YouTube, what kind of mods there were for the big, the big mouth Billy Bass, by the way, if you don't know what it is, it's a, it's a plaque with a bass on it. And when you press a button or when a sensor, when you walk in front of it, it'll start singing. It'll start, it'll, it'll move its head and sing to you. I'll keep explaining big Billy Billy Bass. I gotta Um, get my, my cream bread. And when, uh, when I saw it in a Goodwill... Uh, I said, I gotta bring this home, and then I looked it up on YouTube to see what kind of things uh, people did with it. And one I was very specifically excited about was... Hey, Robbie, I'm just um, checking in. How's the podcast going? Going great. Uh, one thing I was great. really specifically excited about was uh, putting an input in it instead of an output. Meaning you put in an audio source, and it uh, it, it moves the mouth based on the, the audio source. So you could potentially make it sing any song you want. Um, that's the dream, dude. You fucking hook it up to your iPod, put the aux cord in. That's like the best case scenario. So things like that actually exist nowadays. Like there's um, there's uh, you can get a big mouth Billy Bass that is tied to an Alexa, and then Ooh. and then it'll like talk to you. <laughs> like like it, the Alexa voice will come out of the the fish, um, and then you can ask it to sing songs, and that's like something you can get on Amazon right now. Um, oh, that's wonderful. But doing it 
with any song that you have kind of gets difficult because you can make it based on sound waves. But if it's like a, a really loud rock song, then its mouth is just going to be open at all times. So what people did was put little Arduino boards in it, which are like these little, uh, basically extremely tiny, like moddable chipset computers that you can put in things and kind of program in the puppeteering of the robot, like the animatronic to make it move its mouth or flap its tail or move its head. Um, and I remember attempting to do something like that, not being able to do it, and then I just put a button on it, and then made it so that I puppet all of the motions with the animatronics by just pressing buttons. Uh, not unlike something somebody would do at a fucking, uh, amusement park. <laughs> like, with fucking, like, Disney electronics. Um, and then, uh, after that, I bought ten more Big Mouth Billy Basses at another Goodwill that were just laying around. ten? It was, it, I, I bought a large amount of Big Mouth Billy Basses. Um, do you st- how many of them do you still have? All of them. I haven't touched them. Because, like right, like, right when I bought them is when quarantine started. And then that's when oh, we uh, just stopped doing everything that we were doing before, even if it was, like, a hobby. Um, I have my cream bread now. Um, you're reminding me. Um, in sixth grade, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was a program at our school where every... Friday, we would have this gigantic box of electronics, um, and people would, like, bring in, like, their old dead, like, electronics, like, there was a GameCube that someone brought in, and there was a VCR, and there were, like, you know, <clears throat> old VHSs, and, like, and stuff like that, and they would just bring them in, and they were like, alright, kids, take them apart, here's some screwdriver, here's some hot glue, you know, here's some, you know, here's a soldering station for with an adult, go nuts and figure this shit out. Um, yeah. And there would and there would just be like an hour and a half uh, at the and every Friday where we would just basically circuit bend with no, uh, with no you know nobody telling us how to do it. I think they taught us how to like make an LED light up with a battery, and that was about it. And um, it was really fun. It was a lot of it was really really cool. Mostly people just made like a bunch of arts and crafts because they didn't know how to make the electronics work, but right. it was still very interesting. I mean, the best way to get into like doing electronics or even circuit bending if you're really into it just to just to figure out how things work is to just take them apart like you you like your your favorite appliance that you have i remember as a kid i took apart a gamecube uh Mm. just to see like what was inside it how it worked what things were connected to each other it's like oh this is this is how they cram this all in there uh this is how they layered it all on top of each other um and then when you put it back together even if it doesn't work again you you know how you know how it was constructed, and you can, you know, use that information for, for future products. Pro- and then you projects? just go, projects. then you just buy ten, ten more at the local Goodwill. And yeah, and you're good to go. The one I, I got was to... a was a third party one. It was an official one. I got some official ones though. Oh, uh, you got you got fucking largemouth Larry. <clears throat> yeah, got it. The trout. Uh, how many of them work? Because like I, I thought, Big Mouth Billy Bass were were like collector's items i mean they're they're collector's items to people that collect animatronics like fish like animatronics that go on your wall um mm. they're still making them so it's not like they're rare oh. uh i thought that hmm. i i don't know for some reason i thought they were part of some defunct brand that's like out of service now no i mean any anybody can make one as long as you don't call it a big mouth billy bass i don't think they ever patented the the singing wallfish huh that, well, that's a misconception about Big Mouth Billy Bass that I that I I guess I'm just gonna have to get over and live with that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Really unfortunate. Uh, well, what's 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 what, what would you say is your biggest success? I know this has just become like an interview with Robbie, dude. But um, what what what's like your biggest success with circuit bending? Do you think like what's a project that you're real proud of? Um, I got a uh, I got a uh, Austin Powers uh, a voice box. So like you press the face, it'll be like oh behave. Uh, mm-hmm. And I drilled two holes in it, and I put two screws in it, and I made one, uh, the positive, one the negative, and I put that to the the pitch control. Um, so if you lick your fingertips and touch both sides of it, it'll go really fast. Um, and I called that Austin Powerful. Uh, and then one day, my roommate threw it against the wall, and it broke, and then I fixed it, and then I put a label on it that says, The Unstoppable Austin Powerful. Uh, do you have a Do you have a video of this? Because I would really like to a see this, b show the viewing audience. If you have twenty seconds, I can go get it. I I, I, I you gave me like a minute and a half to like fucking entirely leave, and then yeah, I'll 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 entertain him. Go go get him. Yeah, everybody. Uh, our good friend Robbie dude has joined us today. Um, Jackson is currently away, uh, treating his mother for Mother's Day. With his present uh, in California. So he's away from his recording setup. This is uh, about 15 minutes in introduction to the podcast. I'm still just eating this fucking great cream bread, by the way. Really good. Um, over the course of this uh, the coming week, there will also be some episodes with Robbie Dude. And uh, who knows? You know what? Maybe, maybe Robbie Dude may become an official third member of the Liars Club, depending on his availability. Uh, Jackson and I both know we'd love to have him around. But um, we are currently... Uh, we're currently having a great time. Really appreciated him. This what are you cream talking bread about? is so fucking good. What? What are you talking about? Cream bread. Oh. Um I, I want to make a correction. It says the okay. immortal Austin Powerful, not the unstoppable. Ah, same difference. Um, so this is what it sounds like normally. Let me know if you hear this. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. I heard that, yeah. Okay, so uh now if I fuck with the pitch a little bit, I'm gonna lick my mm-hmm. fingers. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, that tickled me. And there's there's other lines you could do, I like... The <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can... And because it's, uh... Because it's the, the, the pitch that you're using is just using the electricity through your body, you can hold somebody's hand, they touch one end of it, you touch the other end of it, and you're making a connection through two different people, and the electricity is running through your heart, through another person's arm, to the other end of it. Uh, and if you, you know, do that, it gets out something like this. Uh, so yeah, just just using just just using the electricity in your body, you're you're making a, a connection. That's a bonding exercise, dude. They should put those in like science museums. Um, one of the books I read to get into circuit bending. Um, I think it's called the circuit. Yeah, it's the it's one of the only books I've read in the past twenty years. Uh, Fine. It's uh, it's called. I'm pretty sure it's just called the Circuit Bending Bible. Um, and the creator of it writes a story about um, uh, when he went on a drug bender uh, and he was surrounded by other hippies. Um, they were making music with his circuit bending option uh objects by like combining like ten people at once to all hold hands and like make music through through other people. Um. And then, like, in the last, like, four sentences, he's like, also, we did that when we fucked. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it can be a bonding exercise. 
Hippies are weird. <clears throat> uh, you want to go to Burning Man? Yeah. Once in my life, right? My mom's been to Burning Man. She, um, I'm, je- I'm jealous of her. Yeah. I, one day I'll interview her about that live on... <clears throat> Live on uh, maybe my stream or maybe on the podcast, but oh fuck! Oh damn it! Me and Jackson should have got our moms on today for the podcast. Fuck! Yeah, you fucked up. You just got me. Damn it! Fuck! Yeah. Okay, well we'll do that for next Mother's Day. Uh, you but just, you uh, just do that on the day that's not Mother's Day. I know, but like, there's the theming, you know. Anyway, please just fucking do it. It's a good idea. You sound like a parody of a human being. Yeah. Um. So ask, uh, please. Ask like a question. Ask, ask no. Ask the like a par- like what kind of what kind of parody? What kind of? Please. Co- context. Chase has been uh, peddling this joke for the past four days. Uh, what kind on, of parody? Man. Parody's nuts. Sir, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. Please come with us. Oh come on, man! I didn't mean nothing by it. Oh man. Uh. N- when you're when you're editing this, put in a laugh track, but then one person boos and then throws a p- a can, and then uh, they get kicked out by security. Just fully work that entire thing. Okay, yeah, sure. You're 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 see you're doing it now because I'm editing and you know I'm editing. You fuck. Well, I know what pisses me off, so I'm just trying to trying to do that for you. Oh, we don't do we don't do it like that to you. <laughs> You've we never don't say done like, that to me. Yeah. R- R- Robbie, Robbie, put yourself in a little boat and sail into the Galapagos right now. We never, we would never do that to you unless it was pertinent to the <coughs> video. Um, the most you ever did was the UFO bit, and I think I took initiative on that. That was in No More Heroes, <laughs> No More Heroes, episode one, I think. Bro, I don't even fucking remember that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to my point. My mom went to Burning Man, and she was like, "Yeah, no." After like day two, I was kind of over it, uh, which I respect. Um. I, the only reason I would want to go to Burning Man is for, like, the flea market, but I don't even think, they, they, they don't even have, like, a flea market, because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to, like, sell stuff. You're not allowed to buy or sell anything. I'm pretty sure. It's like Burning a... Man? Yeah, Burning Man. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, like, a communist thing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a hippie thing. I, I'm pretty sure they don't want people selling things, as in, like, I was at Burning Man 2021! Like, no, like no mass-produced shit, you know what I mean? Right. Like, nobody's trying just, to actually just capitalize on people going just, to Burning Man. I just know because she would talk about, like, oh, yeah, there were people giving out water bottles and free food, and, you know, there are people giving out, like, LSD and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just thinking, like, you know, I don't know, it, 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 at that kind of thing, like, why would you pay for something, you know? I think it's, I think giving out Red Bulls is a lot different than making somebody pay for a Red Bull. I don't know, man. I, long story short, I would love to go to Burning Man and bring back some sort of souvenir. I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm a material person, but not in a capitalist way. I like, I just like, I just like having cool things. That's like, I have this and nobody else in the world has this, and that's cool. You should go Especially to the gathering if, instead. What's the gathering? The gathering of the juggalos. <sighs> Can you tell me about the gathering of the juggalos, please? The Gathering of the Juggalos is uh like Burning Man, but it ain't fucking dumb. It's uh, it's it, it's just it's just a big like ju- Juggalo get together that happens like, I think every year, every other year. Uh, Do you get shit? Do you, are there are there cool things to collect? You can get an STD. Yo, is that you like LSD? Say, uh, MMO RPG. Uh, no, I mean like gotcha. there's 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 like people like making stuff and giving people tattoos and 
dyeing their hair and putting on face but like it's like if you want something from the gathering i'm sure that there's something somewhere at the gathering that you can get yeah that that, that sounds about right i mean it what what breaks my heart most of all about needing to leave japan soon is that there were so many flea markets that i wanted to go to that were just canceled because of covid for the past like year and a half uh and uh, like like the Toji like the Toji Temple Market is a great example of this. I only mm-hmm. went once. I got my my coin purse there. I got a little a little like itty bitty like maybe twice the size of a Monopoly piece. Really intricate statue of the Buddha. Or is, I don't know. I'm looking at it now. I don't know if it's a Buddha or a Bodhisattva. No, this looks like a Bodhisattva, not not a Buddha. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, in like I got a little uh, Snoopy clock. Um, and just like a bunch of little cute antique bits and bobs that made me very happy. And uh, now I can't go back because of freaking goddamn COVID. Let me let me see if they're let me see if they're let me see if they're planning it again. Probably not. But let me see. Toji Temple Market. Do you think there's a point in your life where you'd be able to visit Japan again? Do you think you're never returned to this country? <sighs> I I that, that that's the thing, right? Is that I I I I want to believe I'll come back to Japan. I, I the only thing that worries me is that the the time that I've already spent in Japan will be the most like I I've already spent like more like 50% of the time that I'll ever spend in Japan in Japan already, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you'll be able to do the things that you wanted to do, right? <sighs> from the stories that you've told me and correct me if I'm wrong, from the stories that you've told me of being in Japan, you were excited to be there, but your excitement died out because you weren't actually able to do any of the things that you wanted to do in Japan. So, like, not not saying that you should move back at any point, but at least visiting back, you can go, okay, I have a plan for what I want to do because all these things that I wasn't able to do previously, I can now do without the, the restrictions around me. Well, I mean, the, the thing is that, like, part of the stuff that I wanted to do was, like, make a home here, you know? I wanted to, I wanted to buy furniture and, you know, integrate into integrate into the community and, and to, to an extent i've done that you know i i, I volunteered at a high school I, I you know i i had i had my college I, I i met some of my neighbors and i've been to some of the hot spots and people know me by name that's perfectly fine and i i, I really enjoy that you know but i i don't know it, it's i would like to a lot of the stuff that i want to do here is like stuff long term like i want to i want to fucking i want to be known at the farmer market, farmer's market, or not the farmer's market, the fucking flea market. I want to be like, oh yeah, that's Chase. He came by my stall a couple months ago. Love that dude. You know, I or, and I know that's very, it's kind of vain of me, but it's like, I don't you know, want a man. I, you want to, you yeah, want to live in a, you want to live in a place that has a community. I want to live in a society, bro. That's like, it, it, and, and like, you know, even like on the day to day, there, there are going to be opportunities that don't present themselves to my, to, to me as a tourist that, that I would as a, as a, as a, not a citizen, but a, uh, resident, you know, I, I, you, uh, <clears throat> you, you mm-hmm. talk, you talk a lot about, um, I'm not sure how personal you want to get it about, uh, your specific living situation. Nah, but go you do, for it. You do mention, like, there are people that come into that building who are just kind of in and out. Like, they're not, they're not there permanently and they're just like, ah, we're good. I, I live here for like six months and then I go, what's stopping you mm-hmm. from living there for six months and then going? <sighs> the, the three month visa for tourists. Uh, what's that? I mean, th- for tourists if you don't have like a visa for american tourists at least uh you can only stay in japan for 90 days so okay uh there's some people who live here and every 90 every 90 days they just fucking visit korea for like a weekend and then they come back and that's how they get around the the visa uh which is wild to me um 
but I mean, you know, crazier things have been done, I guess. Uh, but regardless, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's all very eye in the sky sort of thinking, you know. And I, admittedly, I, I feel like uh, I, I'll probably, I, I will probably, I will do everything in my power to make it uh, a reality for myself that I can move back to Japan eventually. Um, and, you know, Jackson and I have talked about that, actually. Jackson and I have talked, like, you know, in, like, 2023, you know, when, when COVID's, like, well over, or at least, you know, fucking fingers crossed, um, and, you know, Liars Club maybe is a little bit more sustainable, we're actually making some sort of income off of it, Jackson could easily get a job in Japan, no fucking doubt in my mind he could get a job in Japan like, like that, uh, and I could go back to school because all my credits are, are good for, you know, eight years, so... I could come back and live here, and then Jackson could come back and get a job here, and we could we could keep doing Liars Club oh, stuff. Oh, and... you're talking about living together. How cute. <laughs> not together. No, it's not like that. <laughs> no, no. Like no, Jackson Jackson is, is cripplingly straight, unfortunately, for me. So. You, could, you uh, could live together. What are you talking about? D- domestic life partners, dude. <laughs> not non-romantic domestic life partners bro is that what you're suggesting no you ever see I, that episode of always sunny where uh charlie and uh frank get married no i have not seen that episode of i because i, I watched the first episode of it's always Sil- sunny on Phil- in Sil- i watched the it's first always silly episode. in funny delphia <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's <just> always <laughs> fuck <laughs> that's funny i like that uh uh uh, uh fucking First oh episode God. of Always Sunny Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I watched it and I was just like, eh, cringe. And then I just didn't go back to it. Uh, it was the, I don't remember what exactly what it, what it was, but I remember uh, there was a joke about one of them having a gay encounter and the, the episode ended with, with like some big burly dude coming out and being like, had a great night last night and then slaps him on the ass and then the episode ends. The first and, season uh, of Always Sunny is rough because uh, the main characters aren't, aren't built up to be antagonists at that point because like in in season one they're just kind of like oh normal normal guys just came out of college uh going about their day and they're and they're kind of saying some some pretty risky shitty stuff uh but like it's by season two where you like fully realize oh these guys are irrehensible 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 reprehensible irredeemable thank you uh assholes uh so like season one, it is like oh these these guys are just misunderstood. Season two, these are bad people. So by season two, whenever they do things that are you know bad, you you go oh okay that's that's part of the joke. It's karma. They're gonna get what's coming to them, and they always do. Uh, that's fair. It, like I'm pretty sure the first episode of season one is like the main controversy is that Sweet D is dating a black man, uh, and like that's the that's the whole episode, and it's like okay well you have to make jokes about that while also saying that your characters are good people and it, it doesn't work um so like what, I, I okay once well, hang on really oh okay what's the difference and if you, like correct me if i'm wrong have you ever like watched rupaul's drag race or any of like the drag racing shows no drag not drag is it drag race or drag show or just pretty it? sure it's drag race drag race oh. fucking you ever you ever seen rupaul's drag race show no it's like a show that's like entirely concocted around like it's about like drama though right Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm wondering and this is like just me thinking out loud here what's the difference between like that because like they frame people like villains or not villains but like they they frame people as like being problems 
or like causing starting shit, right? So I'm wondering, like formulaically, what's the difference between that and it's always sunny in Philadelphia? You know, uh, writing and characters, because uh, you could have people on a reality show and kind of fabricate their their personality and stuff, but then you have to really base your reality show around the the people that exist and whether or not they're willing to make themselves be the bad guy. Um, like you, you watch a show like Survivor, right? And like some mm. people go on that show and they're super legit. Like they're they're hey, I'm I'm here, I'm a teacher, and I'm just trying to get by and be who I want to be. And like for the for the most part, they do that. Um, but then there's other people who are like these like characters who come on there and they're like, I'm gonna be this type of guy. And then like the people who run the show are like, yeah, do this. Like try this one. Like what? Hey, uh, when you when you meet this person next, lay it on to him a little bit just to see what happens. Um. Wherein in Always Sunny in Philadelphia or shows like that, it is written, there's a punchline, there's a story, uh, there's a specific build-up. Um, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the, the reactions that people will have. And also, like, just the way it's filmed and the way that things are done. Because you can have written television shows that are based around a reality show. Um, I, the only example I have are cartoons, so excuse me, but Drawn Together is an example of that. Um... <laughs> right uh but uh. like it's but it, I, I guess the difference there is like these are these are people that at the end of the day are going to come out and be like yeah i was this person on this reality show that's me that's just the person i am but like the people on always sunny are not representative of the actual personalities of those people so you could do a lot more there I mean, I get where you're coming from but like it, it, maybe maybe i'm just simplifying the general you know, storytellers sort of plot here where something bad happens and they have to solve it or something bad happens. And then over the course of however long it gets resolved, but like, I don't know, there's something, there's something that's like, I don't think like, I think that you're, it's, it's like presented it like RuPaul's drag race. From what I understand, it's presented. So like you can hate any character or not character, but any I mean, yeah, character, because these people don't, like, the, the whole point of drag is, you know, flamboyancy and sort of drama and things like that, and uh, so, and, and it is, you know, it, it is characters, you know, it, it, it is a presentation, um, you know, they don't, people don't wake up in drag, but, uh, well, unless, unless the night was pretty wild, <laughs> if you know what I mean, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I I guess I'm I'm just thinking like it, it's like it's like the difference between between like a, a a movie and like a stage drama. I guess it's more analog, you know. Yeah, but when and, you but when you put it in the way that you do, they all follow the hero's trail, right? Like it, at the end of the day, it is just somebody finding a conflict, getting to the top of that conflict, getting to their most low, and then coming to a resolution. So like you can you could be that like you know uh, that that descriptive about anything. Uh, you know, you could say that about video games and movies, right? It's like there's there's a there's a the big story moment where everything makes sense and it's going and the hero gets at his lowest point, then everything gets resolved. So like it you, you could be that reductive when it comes to, you know, writing and characters and television shows and you can get away with it. But at that point you gotta be, you know, critic critic a critic of literally everything. What's something on your desk that you just like fiddle with? Because this entire time I've been playing with a little ball of tinfoil that I've been sticking toothpicks into. The glasses that I were fixing before uh, the podcast have come undone, so I was kind of messing with those. I have a Yakuza Zero business card holder that I've been opening Ooh. and closing for like pretty much the, the entire time. Nice, sick, mm. love it, dude. Um, 
God, I love I love having little collections of things. This kind of goes back to the antiques. Well, not antiques, but like the uh, kind of what we were talking about with the Billy Big Mouth Bass Boy. Uh, Big Mouth. What was it called? Big Mouth Billy Bass. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Kind of goes back to that and what I was talking about, like with the collections and shit. I I love just like little treasures. I I, I talk about this all the fucking time. You you sent me a picture of your like living room the other. No 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 no. It was um. It was the it was your your drip that you went to fucking the pharmacy in or whatever. Um, and, I went to uh, Subway. Hold on, I went sub, to Subway and sub, I got I'm myself sorry. a sandwich. Right, it's it's equally equally medical. There's just about as many chemicals to control you in there as there in there are any pharmacy. But I digress. they put five G in the footlongs, but only the footlongs. They're putting fucking three G in the pepperonis, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you you're you, you, fucking. You, what do you call your fucking house again? Ghost house. Our the house I currently live in. Is called yes. Ghost Planet. Ghost Planet. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's like a it's What's it that is a reference mu- to? What is Ghost Planet a reference to? This is gonna fucking age you immediately. Fuck. Um, it is a reference to. Oh my god! It, it it's an Adult Swim show, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh Space Ghost Coast Coast. You got it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um. Fucking. So Ghost Planet is like it is a museum, nay, a monument to modern internet post irony culture mm-hmm. that th- that is that is the best way i can describe it because each individual member of ghost planet is uh <laughs> equally unique and neurotic um and that is that is visible in your interests insofar as you collect so many interesting things. It's like fucking Pee-wee's goddamn playhouse. You have so many fucking little little toys and tools that like you've got you've got like that little fucking uh toaster goddamn uh VCR that you got out of a, a cop car that you yep. bought on you bought online. Like who fucking buys that shit? Nobody, you fucking freak. That's awesome. We have a uh, we have we have quite a few uh interesting things. Uh, uh what a fun thing that we like to do is when people visit for the first time and they're just kind of looking around. We go like uh-huh. ask a ask a question about some of the objects, uh, and then people will. <laughs> That's point what they're to, there like, for. People mm-hmm. will point to like the business card of the guy who made Yume Niki, or they'll like look over and the most obvious thing is the giant black butler wall scroll we have, or the tapestry. They'll see, they'll see like or literal tapestries we have on the wall. We have a, a towel of Orange Cassidy from AEW. We have. Uh, a, a Barbie uh, a cassette player that I circuit bend to, to go speed up and slow down cassette tapes. Uh, you know, we just giant boxes that we that we've had of, of other knickknacks that are in different rooms. A wide variety of VHS tapes, um, and just it's it's all stuff that you know we all like. We all we all enjoy the presence of. We all enjoy owning it. Uh, it's uh, not for everybody. Obviously, uh, some people come in and they're like, "Oh, I'm immediately overwhelmed, and I never want to come here again." It's like, "All right, well, that's fine." <laughs> you're, you're, you're. From what I've seen in pictures, your house looks like that thing that happens when you close your eyes really tight and then push your sockets in, and then you start seeing fucking like flashing lights. That's kind of like what your house is based 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 on what I've seen. I like to think it's uh, it's it's like going to a fandom wiki and hitting the random page, and or. <laughs> playing more than one youtube video at the same time to me it is like a katamari uh mm-hmm. through a through a goodwill and also an anime convention um 
there's secrets in Ghost Planet as well. There's uh, posters that are hung up that uh, you're not able to see unless you move things around. I'll tell you one of them after the stream ends, or after the <laughs> recording ends, excuse me. Uh, uh-huh. Because one of the funniest things we own. Uh, I, I, you, you, I'm going to come, like, whether or not you want me to, I'm going to visit Ghost Planet someday. Someday soon. Yeah. Prob- there, There is a possibility that before the end of 2021, I will have visited your home. I, Does there's, that sc- no, there's no reason for me mm. to believe you wouldn't. It, are you scared? No. You should be. You're on scare tactics. Oh no! Where's the camera? Where's the camera? I'm, Come on. I'm Tracy Morgan, and, and that's the end of the that's, that's the end of the impression. Um. So, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to contribute something to Ghost Planet. I mean, I already have, but I, I would like to contribute something like physical to go. I'm gonna bring you something from Japan to Ghost Planet. I think. Can I you, think that's can the. You, can you mm-hmm. talk about the thing that you contributed to Ghost Planet? Yeah, um, I, I, the thing that I contributed to Ghost Planet was a, uh, a, a commission from a, a well-known artist. Um, it, it really like, um, so it, it was a lover of, uh, and I'm sorry if this is kind of getting in too much into your no, go business, it. but it was a, it was a, lo- a, a, a past lover of Robbie dudes. Um, and, uh, it, it just the, like, I don't know how to describe it other than like kind of a love letter to our friendship that I would, you know, get this for him because it's a really, it's kind of like, um. I don't know. It's just really unique, and it, the 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 materials used were like really expensive, and and uh, it's a pen and paper drawing of Lola Bunny, naked, naked, full with twat and all, nipples and vagina are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to I was trying to be all funny, but yeah, it is just a twenty five dollar <laughs> thing that I got on eBay. Uh, but you know, it. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, I love it. I like it's it's, my, it's right about it's next to the TV. It is next yeah, I, to the television. It, still, it is insane to me that that is the truth. Um, it, I can't like. How do you, how do you imagine yourself moving out of Ghost Planet? Like, because you got to move that shit eventually. I don't think I, unless you plan to live and die in Ghost Planet, you're gonna have to love, like. I would love to live and die here. Uh, I mean, you just, <laughs> you just put in boxes. The, we we've we've put things in boxes and taken things out of boxes before. Um, if you want to like get crazy about it, then you can like really put things in in boxes i actually uh, for most of my own figures how do you wait, how, have, how do you how do you how do you describe really putting things in boxes like this uh all of the figures that i have or at least most of them i've kept uh-huh. the cardboard boxes for but i've deconstructed them so they're completely flat and they live in my closet so if You're... i ever need to sell that figure or transport it and keep it in its original packaging i could just take the box out of the out of the closet my boyfriend fucking hates it you, uh, you sound like Patrick Bateman right now. Um, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. How can you, you keep? Do you have the original box that your Nintendo Switch came in? No, I threw that shit out. I don't. I don't keep any of my video game boxes. All right, fair enough. Those but are like, enormous. Keep, like, you keep like fucking Nendo boxes and shit. Oh yeah. What? Why? Just to have them, or if I need to sell them. I guess are they like are they organized like no. are they just like in a no they're just in a pile they're just in a pile but they're all flat. how do you I I have bought two Nendoroids in my life um they were in 2017 I bought the uh the Peep Me and Popuko Pop Team Epic Nendoroids uh for about a hundred dollars thank you um and uh I left for Japan and I forgot to take them with me and I was like ah, whatever I'll when I visit I'll I'll bring them back. Um, and when I got back, my nieces and nephews had been playing with them like action figures, and some of the parts are forever missing. And, uh, 
and I feel I feel uh, scorned for that reason. Um, it always but, has uh, your favorite Nendoroids. I don't know what huh? it is about Nendoroids. It, it, your favorite Nendoroid will always lose pieces somehow. I it's fucked up, and for me, it's the only Nendoroid that I have. I have like other like figure. I mean, I I I collect like plush more than anything, just because it's harder to fuck up a plush. Um, it's not, but true. uh, it is for me because I don't know. It, all my all my plush shit is like if you've ever seen like a picture of me that I've taken at my desk, you'll see up to the up above my 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 shoulder, you're gonna see just my shelf of shit, which is like. I'm looking at it now. It's just like a bunch of clown dolls and and stuffed Pokemon, and you know I got a couple records up there and and my Chulip OST, which is still I think my most yeah. prized possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that burp? What did it taste like? Um, I'm drinking tea right now. You're talking about how much you hate tea. Uh, I'm drinking <sighs> some cold tea that I have on my desk that uh, my boyfriend made me before. Little fucking plant. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I, what's your, what's your most prized possession? If if like if you had to if you had to keep one thing, and this is gonna be painful for you, this might take you a second. If you had to keep one thing from your like little little pile of knickknacks, what would you what would you keep? Um, there's one that I won't say because it technically doesn't exist, okay. so I can't I can't talk about it. But uh, it, well, it, wa- is, is it like may I ask what it is, or can you like is is it like go beyond that? It's an extremely rare video game. Okay. Um, there's one thing that I do have uh, that I really, really enjoy owning. Um, it's a uh, it's a uh, Punch Out Little Mac boxing glove. Um, oh. It's uh, during the release of Punch Out Wii. There was an Amazon. Ex- there was two Amazon exclusive items you can get. One was a box that came with a King Hippo crown. His boxers. And uh, an inflatable uh, King Hippo like 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 punching dummy um, that got recalled because the boxers die uh, had traces of some chemical that was giving people cancer. Um, so like I have those, uh, but another cancer? Amazon. Ex- yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I have the I have the boxers. Uh, there's the other Amazon exclusive item they had was a uh, like a plaque. And, like, a glass case of a green boxing glove. Uh, like, you know, like, when you see, like, oh, this was Mike Tyson's boxing glove. You keep it up. Here's a picture of him. Uh, they had one of those, but it was for Little Mac, and he has a signature on it. It's a Little Mac signature. And on it, mm-hmm. it's got a gold plaque that says Punch-Out. Um, I was gifted that uh, by friends when I lived back in New York a long time ago for my birthday. And I never felt that much. The other gift they gave me was a skeleton kigu. And until the day that thing fucking fell apart, I tried to hold on to. But the boxing glove in particular. What is a kigu? What? A a kigurumi. It's like those big pajamas. Oh, right, right. Got it, got it. Um, But the boxing glove was just like, like, I did not have spending money at that time. Like, I was like fucking like 18, 17. Uh, So like, I, there was, I had no money. I didn't have a job. Uh, And they like, they pulled their money together and they bought that for me. And it was like, so 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 sentimental and it was an object that i just fucking adore um and when i was moving from new york to seattle uh we drove cross country with all of our stuff um but all of like the knickknacks and shit we shipped over it actually broke um so like the the frame on it broke um and like i would that like that whenever something of mine breaks or uh gets damaged in some way um it makes me happier to own it because it makes it mine. 
Like, Mm -hmm. nobody else has this boxing glove with the memories that it holds and the cracks that it has in the same way that mine does. So, like, when it broke, I was like, that's a bummer, but, like, I'll just, like, glue it back together and nobody gives a fuck. Um, And that's mine. That's just, that's my Little Mac replica punch-out boxing glove. Um, I think uh, the the people that gave it to me... um, I, it was like it was like four or five people that all pulled their money together. I think I talked to one of them now, uh, and everybody else I think just fucking hates me. But it's, I cool. still really, still really enjoy the company and the aura of that boxing glove. It's just, it's, it's mine, you know. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I, there. Unfortunately, I, I haven't lived as long as you, and so I, I don't necessarily have all of the. Uh, I haven't had all the same opportunities to really grow my hoard, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, a fair assessment of what it is. It's a, it's a horde, um, but uh, you know, I, I think I've, I think I've started pretty, I, I've started pretty strong. You know, I got, I got some boxes. I got some like, like big wooden boxes. I got two VHS cameras. One of which I'm gonna have to fucking when I come, when I come and visit, you're gonna have to fix that shit for me because it is, it is, it is big, and I want to use it. But God, I do not know how to clean that shit. Uh, I don't either. We'll figure it out together. Hell yeah, dude! I got two of them, so if you break one, it's fine. I got another. Uh, God, I gotta start shipping some of my shit back. How do you, how do you ship things from from Japan to America? Especially because, like, how do I even get them out of my apartment? How do they, uh, they're up on the they're on the fourth be- floor? Best thing to do is just like look up how people do it on eBay, because like they're gonna tell you the cleanest, safest, uh, you know. M- ways that'll make sure that nothing in there gets broken and because they're selling it on ebay the fucking cheapest too i the the only thing is that there's nobody in the states who's gonna fucking pay for shipping so uh it it is gonna cost me an arm and a leg to move my life back to america but uh you know what i i most of the shit in here is worth keeping on to or holding on to a lot of the stuff like a lot of the like the plushies i could probably get rid of i admittedly when i first got here i started going to the pokemon center like once every you know couple months maybe like yeah. i think maybe like twice a year so, um just because i i know i fucking fell for it that's the worst thing that you can do i i mean there's some cool shit that i got that i'm happy that i got like there's one of like a it's like a it's like Pikachu, but he's like a tea ceremony dude, and he's on a pillow, and it was available for one month, and it looks really nice, and so I'm happy that I got that. But then I got like a bunch of like fucking uh, little plastic figures in packaging, and that shit like I just don't like. If that if it disappeared from my apartment now, I would not, I would never notice. Um, and I feel like a fucking daft cunt for for even fault for that shit. But uh, you know, it, the, most of the stuff I think I wanna I wanna bring back straight uh, up. Some of that Pokemon stuff that's still in the packaging, like, check the price. Especially Maybe. now, like, no joke, especially now, collector Pokemon shit, like cards, plushes, things that are still in the packaging, people want those more than fucking anything. Pokemon, like, Pokemon stuff was always, like, if you got, like, a sealed Pokemon thing, you could flip that for double its price, no matter the time. Especially, like, things in Japan. Um, But specifically now, when, like, pokemon stuff and like opening cards and and shit is like once again really big on youtube people want that stuff anybody will want that stuff for an exorbitant amount of prices uh the unfortunate thing is that it's all boring people boring pokemon that nobody gives a shit about like the fucking the werewolf one from doesn't matter yeah <laughs> the werewolf one from from fucking sun and moon yeah that guy you had your mind if you think people don't want that I mean, it's it, it's not like a fun. It's like a, it was like fifteen dollars. It's like it's like not a cool one. You it's furry bait. 
I, yeah, yeah, it was furry bait. Yeah, it's furry bait. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, like that's like, especially that it is a popular Pokemon, so people are gonna want that. I'll 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 figure it out. Um, I mean, it's also small enough that you know getting it back wouldn't be that hard. I I if I really consolidate things, like if I really, you know, I've been thinking about it because there's gonna be like there's gonna be like a couple. There's gonna be like a box that's full of clothes. There's gonna be a box that's full of fragile things, and then there's gonna be a box full of everything else. Um, and uh, maybe two boxes full of everything else. And, uh, you know, it's if you just... Need, if you need a quick buck to ship things, try uh, reselling Pokemon stuff from the Pokemon Center. Maybe. I, I just don't even know. Like, literally, I've never shipped anything to America. I've never shipped anything as, as long as I've lived in Japan. I'll probably, like, I, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I'll, I'm going to figure it out because I have to. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't make the task any less daunting, you know? Figure it out for an episode of Liar's Club. Like just over the course of life, like we just like look shit up and figure it out. Yeah, call it call it the learning episode. The learning episode, the shipping episode, the moving yeah. episode. You yeah. learn you learn how to ship things as an episode. Sure. Yeah, we'll figure something out. There you go. Uh, it's it, it, that's like the thing that I've been dreading the most over the like since since I fucking realized I was gonna move back to America was getting getting my things back. That's going to definitely it's, be the... It, it's probably way easier than you think it is. I mean, I get that it'll probably take me, like, a weekend at most to get it all sorted. Um, but, like, then there's stuff like my my shelf, which I got, which is, like, a shelf that I constructed that, you know, it wasn't here when I got here, that that houses a lot of my, my things. You're bringing the and, shelf uh, with you? No, no, I'm saying, like, what am I going to fucking do with it? Uh, my, fucking leave it here. It's not your problem. Wait, what do you mean, like, leave it in my apartment? Yeah. But, what are they, wait, what? What do you mean, <laughs> leave it in my apartment? Leave it in your apartment. I mean, I guess it's only 40 bucks. I've, uh, how, I've, I've moved around a lot. I've been to many different houses and apartments. I can't tell you how many fucking just things were left there, either from, like, previous tenants or just, like, I, that, the landlord just left it there. And, like, if the landlord doesn't want the shelf in there, they'll probably just throw it away. They might tell you to move it, but you, I mean, you're leaving anyway. It don't fucking matter. I guess. I don't know. I I think I probably... I am probably the the tenant that's lived in this building the longest. And, and I, you know, I think they may have benefited as well from that. Because usually there's stuff like, oh, the move-in fees and the move-out fees, you know, that it's a pretty penny that they're collecting. But, like, they haven't needed to update my room. Like, they don't need to fucking come in. I think, I'm pretty sure they, like, re-fucking-floored all the rooms because the, the floors are, like, shitty rubber wood. And uh, they just haven't been able to do that with mine because I never fucking moved out. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're saving money on that. But uh, at the same time, you know, I've also... I'm, like, I'm... Pretty sure I'm definitely not getting my fucking security deposit back on this fucking place. There's almost no fucking way. I'm pretty sure I, I irre irrevocably fucked up one of the bathroom walls because the bathtubs are the tiniest fucking thing in the world. And so one day I was like trying to get out of the bathtub because I thought like, oh, I'll take a bath. And it'll be awesome. Um, and then like I rubbed my back up against the wall too much while trying to get out. And it fucking like, you know, some shit like went. And now that shit is like permanently. Uh, fuck, I hope I don't leave a dildo. I only have one. I won't forget the corn dildo. Why do you that, that care? Because what if I leave a dildo, dude? So that so so then the person who owns the place knows that you shove shit up your ass. Who gives a fuck? The thing is that like I don't. 
I just think it's funny to own one. <laughs> what, will, will you ever live in this place again? No. So who gives a fuck? I don't know. What if they, what if they, like, what, I, what if I come back and they're like, I want every single address that you've ever lived in living in Japan previous before I give you this place. And then I have to give them these people's number and they're going to be like, oh yeah, he fucking left a dildo. He left a corn dildo here. You know what you say? Su- surprisingly clean. Uh, what? What do you say? I, I, I've, this is the first time I'm living in Japan. You're, you're insane if you think that's going to fucking work. You're, you're did, a madman. Did, did it work to get you there in the first place? Yeah, because I've never lived in Japan. So it's worked, is what you said. You're, uh, you, you have to listen to what you're saying, Robert. You, you, you like, you, I can't just lie to a, f- can I just lie to a landlord? Welcome to Liars Club. This is this is your wake up call. You can't just lie to landlords. You, sh- I mean, I guess, man, I guess. This this is the this is see because this is like things that seem obvious that I just don't know because I've only ever lived. I f- I feel like living in Japan as like my first outing living somewhere like independently was both a blessing and a curse because a I've learned a great amount of, a, gr- a great a great deal of independence I've learned about isolation and I've learned about living on your own without a safety net. Um, on the other hand, uh, I the 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 bad side of that is that I learned how to do that specifically in Japan and only in mm. Japan. So uh, rules uh, apply mm. everywhere. I assume that you could just lie to your landlords in any part of the world. I guess. Well, that's not entirely true. R- rules don't necessarily apply everywhere because um, there, there was a study that I read. Um, it was like an essay that I read, and uh, it, it was specifically this anthropologist, and she went out to a uh, a village in in I think it was yeah it was like a, a rural Indian village, not like Native American, but like in India. Mm. Um, and uh, she was she was like talking to her her her, uh, her associates like. You know, no, there are no universal laws. You know, things don't. The cultural relativism is a thing in anthropology for a reason. And she's like, no, I mean, well, there's basic, there's like basic rules that we follow no matter where we go. Um, and so to prove this, she took a very basic tale of like morality and you know and motivation and things like that. Uh, that being Hamlet, to a that this rural Indian village, um, and she took she told it to them like in in like. In, like, basic words, like, you know, like, not, like, necessarily using, like, the West, like, oh, lo- a lord and his squire or whatever, but using, like, you know, uh, a an important man, like, a, a member of royalty and his servant or whatever, you know, the, right. there was, she very, she very specifically made it as agnostic as possible. Um, and even through that very, like, you know, universal sort of language she used, they misinterpreted almost every single point. Um, because their culture was just so different. So like, um, the idea of Hamlet's brother killing his, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Hamlet, I don't like, don't know the story of Hamlet, but like his like brother killing the king or some shit. It's like, uh, well, his brother must have been possessed by demons because brothers don't fucking do that to each other or, right. or some shit like that. And it was just like these, these, they, they misinterpreted almost every single major motivation or moral decision that a character made. Um, and it 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 was really interesting. So and that really taught me of the like the fallacy of just assuming that things are the same everywhere. You know, needing to keep an unbiased eye and 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 like you know to to fully stop you from uh you know putting your fucking boner in your mouth no matter where you go in the world. You have to you have to like ask more questions and be willing to you know uh, accept the fact that things are like different. 
which sounds like really basic in in hind- like in saying it out loud, but you'd be surprised how many people fuck that like step one up. Well, I mean, there's society is society for a reason, right? Like, I mean, society exists in in specific places that have people that are sentient enough to understand that there's do's and don'ts of, uh, you know, just morality and treating people in different ways. But those people can That's... also be separated by an ocean, right? So, like, right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's that... it's true. It's true that there are different do's and don'ts, but the whys, you know, yeah, those, those exactly. Are, those are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean. I feel like in in most cases, uh, I think it's I think it's okay to lie to your landlord wherever you live, especially if Fuck you're landlords. not going to live live there again. I don't know, like, yeah, and, and, not. and not for nothing, you're an ignorant American, so whatever. That's true. Uh, there's apparently there's like well, not apparently I know this. Uh, there's a really specific way that you're supposed to separate like plastic bottles and burnable trash and non burnable trash and food. And I just like after the first like two months of living here, I just like. I was just like, I'm just gonna put it all in one bag, dude. I, I don't. I Where's the hamburgers? I want to play RuneScape. Uh, uh, there's not enough play... escalators. I can't move. Can I watch Deadpool on your big TVs, please? Thank you. You guys got Spider-Man merch? I want Spider-Man. A spawn, really good place to get spawn <laughs> merch. You know, come here if you ever want uh, spawn merch. Star, dude, Star Wars, Boba Avengers. Fett, Slave One. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, this has been Liars for Hire, episode 4.75. Uh, I want to thank you all f- so much for listening. Uh, I've been joined today by Robbie Dude, uh, good yeah. old guy, good old boy, good old guy. Um, you can uh, you can find him on on uh, basically everywhere, just Robbie Dude, uh, or you can find his website, Robbie.Zone. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today, and perhaps we'll see, be seeing you more in the future. Be happy to thank you. be happy to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're gonna have to start uh, paying me for editing your dumb little uh, YouTube show before you expect me to do, do anything fucking else. You accept Dogecoin? I heard that Dogecoin is particularly very lucrative right now, so I think I'm gonna take a <laughs> chance and I'll have all of your Dogecoin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Sorry. Yeah, no. The, the hospital that I'm at, um, they just heard that I'm going to be giving all my Dogecoin away and they started unplugging things from the wall. So we got to wrap this up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time with more Liars for Hire. Bye. You, you hire us, we liar it. You liar us. Bye. Bye.